welcome to Ikinari Podcast. Uh, I'm Jesse Jace, and with me is Eric Brackowitz. Say hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Um, this is our this is our pilot episode, isn't it? The maiden voyage. It's the maiden voyage of the USS Ikinari. By the way, Ikinari is a Japanese word. Uh, Eric and I are both Americans living in Japan. Uh, so Ikinari is Japanese for all of a sudden. And I think that's an appropriate name for this podcast since we basically just decided to start it out of nowhere. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty fitting. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't plan it hardly at all. So <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like it, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think this podcast is going to be offered in audio only and audio with video format. And for today, uh, the video that you're going to be seeing most of the time is from Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, a yummy. very pretty, a very artistic looking game, which uh, is appropriate uh, because uh, 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 segue. what's our topic today, Eric? Well, I'm, so I've been having trouble putting this into words and maybe that can actually help be part of the topic. The, the thing that I'm, the nut that I'm starting from is uh, it, like lots of people have talked about like, oh, games as art. Will games ever, ever be like, will video games ever be art? Like, movies can be art. And I feel like a lot has been said on that, and it's probably not, in in itself that way, is probably not so enticing to people. Like, oh, yeah, we know, games are art, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about, like, specific experiences or specific situations where it wasn't... All right, so most of the times when, game, when people talk about games as art, they're either talking about it's visually beautiful... Or they're talking about something in the story, right? right? Like, it was like, oh, that story was so incredible, it moved me. Um, and, like, when we're talking about movies, that's usually what we mean, except for some, like, masterpieces or whatever. Um, but I wanted to talk about, like, games or moments in games that exceeded that, that, like, it wasn't just the story. It wasn't just the gameplay or, like, the sound design or something, but some combination of those things that made you think, like, I'm going to remember this. This is a moment that's more than just a pastime or just a way to, yeah, pastime is a way, way to waste some time, or not just fun, but, like, wow, that was kind of important to me or deep, and I think I'll remember that later. Right. Um, okay. So I guess I wanted to, like, talk about, and I have no idea how to say that concisely, so uh, games as art. Games <laughs> as art. Yeah. <laughs> that's as good a title as any i think yeah i guess um, but you're right uh the that uh the discussion has been had quite mm. a bit and probably too much i think yeah well i think it's in the sense of like our games art is like the question and like well duh like yeah. i mean you know is fast and the furious art yes ostensibly yeah is it good Ooh. <laughs> That's how it depends on how you feel about it. Right? I mean, the driving was awesome. The driving, exactly. But like, <laughs> so I guess I don't mean it as a yes, no. Is it art? But like, is it meaningful? Right. Oh. Like, do, do you care beyond we? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, that's a really subjective question. Like, so, all right. So full disclosure, like I went to uh, art school and studied general fine arts. and I didn't know was, that about you. Yo, <laughs> surprise. Um, and so, like, that's one of the, the questions they ask you, like, you know, what is art, right? And uh, if you go, the answer that I finally came to was, like, uh, it's just a, it's a subjective thing of, like, art, we always think of art as a thing. 
And I think it's easier to talk about it not as a thing, as like this is a piece of art, but like as a moment that happens for the viewer, right? Mm. So like if you go to the MoMA in New York, actually this happened to me. I went to the MoMA and somebody had like scraped plaster off the wall onto a dish. And I was like, fuck you. Uh, Are we allowed to curse on this? Sorry. Uh, That's okay. We're cursing now. Now I was like, you know, I saw this and I was like, this is crap. I don't like this. No art happened for me, right? Mm-hmm. But some other person might have been like, it's a masterpiece. I'm mean, clearly somebody thought it was really genius, right? Hmm. So like, instead of it being the thing, uh, I think I'm thinking about a moment and like how it reacts to you. Does it? Does something spark in you? Does something like, oh, that's brilliant, or that's amazing, or that's horrible or disgusting or something like is there a reaction that comes out of it and i think that's a little easier when you're talking about games if if the creator of the person who scraped plaster under the wall if he thinks it's great like do i care I, at that point does it matter like it's not i don't know how useful it is to say like oh it is art or oh it isn't it's like well who cares do i care is much more important to me than does he care yeah right so i think that's fair that's i think we get we that. can have yeah okay um so let's use that as a starting point so that you can slap down all the things I'm saying I think are... are I'm not going to slap down anything, <laughs> but I'm probably not the most impartial person because uh, I think I, since I was a kid, I've mm. taken video games a lot more seriously than most of the people around me, uh, even our, my friends who liked video games. Right. Um, I, I, I think I got, I got the sense from their reactions to me that I was kind of taking it to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe uh, just caring about them a little too much. So, mm. uh, well, let's get into some s- of the games. That, what types of games are, do you care about specifically? Because I think that might give people an idea of like where uh, you're coming. From. It's what types of games? Like genre or like? Mm, mm, I mean, when people ask me what kind of games I like, I say I like good games. <laughs> All right, but for instance, for instance, I have been trying to get you to play The Last of Us, right? Oh, I and, played it. Oh crap! Well, that ruins my argument. But I didn't um, finish it because right, it was right. too um, it was too much of an experience, if you know what I mean. Right. So for so for you, that's not a game that you'd be interested in. Uh, no. Nah. I mean, I tried it, right. and I kind of yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Ways. But like, so I think that's like because that is such a well respected and widely acclaimed game. I think that's like useful for people to know about like okay that kind of shed some light on who what jesse feel thinks about games right like this one that's really popular mm. with a lot of other people for you doesn't resonate yeah I, pr- I probably didn't give it a fighting chance to be fair well like okay maybe i should have finished it but um it got i think it got frustrating early and it doesn't take much frustration to turn me off of a game okay um, i'm yeah. not a like I'm not like I was when I was a kid. I don't like <laughs> bat- bash my head against the wall trying to <laughs> trying yeah. to pass things. Oh, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I mean, I know I I always thought of you as like a fighting game specialist. Oh, I th- I love fighting games, and yeah. I think when I was a teenager, I thought that fighting games were about the most like artistically beautiful games there were. Ooh, um, dig in there. I want to hear more of that. Well. Back in the like nineties, um, when fighting games were starting to become really popular, they were all sprite based, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they were all the, all the you artwork wanna, was. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, just go over what that means. Yeah. 
Oh, so there all the artwork was was based on hand drawn uh, designs, and was you know plotted out pixel by pixel. None of this three D polygons stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, that's a lot of work, and people had to draw all that stuff, and that's like hundreds of frames per character. You know, mm-hmm. like every attack has multiple frames. Just standing right. still has multiple frames. Ducking, right. Right. jumping, everything the character does has multiple frames, mm-hmm. and they all had to be drawn. And I used to think, I mean, I still think that that's just a really admirable uh, undertaking. Mm. Even if it's mm-hmm. done by a company, you know, where there's multiple people working on it, it's still just think of the man hours necessary to accomplish it. Yeah. And the coordination that's necessary. Right. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like that as like visually as art, right? Like, you know, the, the, the fact that the pixels have been hand designed is like kind of what's gripping you there yeah the visual and i mean i i'm it's pretty well known to anyone who's looked at my blog but i'm also really into the the audio aspect of games so Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um as far as like the story that's always been secondary to me like on my list of things that are important in a game Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of games where the story might be really good, but I just kind of, I don't need the story to enjoy a game. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, right. Like where a story could be just not like a bad story may take away from a game, but if there just isn't really a story, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Right, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really, it's hard to paint with that broad a brush, but yeah. Right. It is. Um, mm. I was thinking, earlier today uh, in preparation for this topic about like Mm kind of comparing and contrasting games from that era or from the era Mm -hmm. when I was, when I was playing games growing up. And um, I thought of uh, two games that both came out the same year. Mm -hmm. And that year was 1988. Um, In 1988 in the arcade, there was a game called bad dudes. (laughs) I think the full (laughs) title might've been bad dudes versus dragon ninja. And it's a, that's better that's suddenly a lot better it's a <laughs> it's like one. now i'm now you you've 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 got my attention did you ever play bad dudes no oh, <laughs> i was five man. years old okay yeah, yeah oh you were five years old it's <laughs> yeah. a it's a mindless uh side-scrolling beat-em-up game where you just punch countless like thugs mm. um on, in these various locales and the whole the story if you will is um you're saving the president from like ninja terrorists. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So you get to the end and the ending is just like two screens. And the first screen is this picture of the president sitting at a desk and it's pretty obvious it's supposed to look like Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. And he's there's some text on the screen and he says, "Hey dudes, thanks, comma, for rescuing me." <laughs> it's a little bit weird English there. Let's go for a burger. Ha, 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 ha. There's an exclamation point after each ha. Very nice. That's the ending. Okay. That's nothing. That's garbage. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's awesome, yeah. but it's garbage. Yeah, um, yeah. Now contrast that with like the same year, a little bit later in the year, mm-hmm. uh, on the Nintendo Entertainment System, Mega Man 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Mega Man 2? I tried, and I was like, ugh, I hate Mega Man. So, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Mega yeah. Man 2's ending uh. is some introspective shit. Like, <laughs> I think I've actually, I think, I think I watched a, yeah, like an explanation of it. But if you could go over it for me. So basically, throughout the 
course of the game, Mega Man like defeats these eight robot masters, then a bunch of mini bosses on the way to fighting Dr. Wily, and then he beats Dr. Wily. Mm. Dr. Wily like throws himself at Mega Man's feet. There's no text at all. There's no words in the ending. He's mm. surrendered, and then before the credits roll, you see this like really somber sequence of Mega Man just walking, and he's mm. like, I don't know where he's going. It's like he's walking the earth. <laughs> he's just wandering the earth. Mm. And he does this if we're to believe the visual stimulus given to us, it looks like he walks for a, a whole calendar year because he walks through all uh, like five, through the seasons? Yeah. like the five seasons in Japan. The right, oh uh, right. It starts. Hold on, I'm looking at it right Wait, now. Wait, actually, let's let's go through that. Yeah. In the Mega Man ending, it starts with autumn, mm-hmm. and is denoted by the coloration of the scenery behind him, and there's some leaves falling, and then it goes to winter, mm-hmm. um, then spring, mm-hmm. then the rainy season. Right, which is horrible and terrible. Yeah. And then summer. Um, at the end, when it's summer, he, he kind of looks off in the distance, and then it cuts to a graphic that takes up the whole screen of his helmet just sitting on a hill. Like, he's abandoned it. Like, he's done fighting. Wow. And, of course, he's not done fighting, because then they made Mega sure. Man 3. Because Mega they were like, oh, we made too much money. Uh. But I remember when I was a kid, like, that game came out when I was 10 years old, and I thought, dang, that is heavy. <laughs> Right, right. Like he's right. questioning his whole reason for existence, and then the credits start, and the music starts rocking, and you kind of forget about it. But right. uh, that's a so that that's the same year that we had. Uh, let, hey, dudes, thanks. Let's go for a burger. Ha ha ha. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, so so clearly, story can be an incredibly important thing, or can be nothing, and it's still like be. So would you say? I mean, would you say bad dudes? versus dragon ninjas or whatever uh had um some of the qualities that we were talking about in art before in terms of like an like a like an aha moment of like oh, oh wow no nothing like just, that but food. it's still art by virtue of the fact that you know people worked on it probably pretty oh, hard sure. yeah yeah um yeah. you know people put their their blood sweat and tears into it but in terms of like a game like going beyond all right so right, i want to go back to like a fighting game example okay um uh, a lot of people aren't that big a fan of it, but I'm a huge fan of the first two Soul Calibers. Uh, okay. Soul's Edge was fine too, but I really enjoyed the two Soul Calibers. They were like my first fighting games I got into. Wait, and was, yeah, it was. Did Soul Calibur come out after Soul Edge? Yeah, Soul Edge was okay. the first one in the arcades, and then oh, that's Dreamcast, right. I think. And then I think it was on Soul PS1 as well. Number one, yeah. I so. I remember we're like, yeah, it's really pretty, it's pretty cool, and the character design was cool, and the sound was cool, and uh, the story was shit, but who cares? And then, like, I, I didn't have any other games, really. I was just playing it with my friends, so we just did that a lot. And I, once we got good at the game, I realized that because, like, the mechanics of, I mean, there weren't that many, like, 3D fighters at the time mm. that were good. Right, and the mechanics of like how um, like how sidestepping, rolling, and then like horizontal and vertical strikes worked, meant that uh, you could have once two people were really good, the fight ended up looking like a movie mm-hmm. fight. You know, like it would people like sidestepping and tw- twirling past each other and like rolling under things, like everything kind of. Flew, flew, flowed together into like one graceful ballet of death, you know. And granted, I was like 
20 or like 18 or something. So, uh, I mean, I've maybe this isn't the biggest example of something that was deeply meaningful to me, but I was like amazed by the, um, the design of this graceful ballet that has been created in what I thought of as a pretty mindless, like, I, I you know, at the time I thought of like Street Fighter as being mindless. I realized now that I was wrong and mistaken. I didn't know about all the detail and strategy that went into things. I just thought you did Hadoukens at each other until someone yeah. died. Okay. Right. But but like this really illustrated to me like the grace of, you know, what a fighting game could be. Depending on who you were fighting, you would either go for like the cheap quick win or you could go for like the let's make this as cool looking as possible. Right. And the fact that a game made me risk not winning just to make it cooler <laughs> is like some, something kind of surprising in a fighting game. Right. Hmm. I think that's something I'll remember. Well, so in that regard, I think fighting games mm. are. I, w- I I'm gonna say I was right as a youngster. <laughs> they're mm. they're the highest form of video game art because, um, that kind of I mean that kind of mechanic and balance is important in not all fighting games, but most. Um, yeah. There are a few fighting games where they really should have spent a little more energy on that, and yeah, maybe yeah. we'll talk about that when we have an episode about um, flawed video games. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> but um, do that episode, yeah. Um, right, and again, you kind of had to be with the right person to do it. It mattered who you were playing if you're going to make that cool thing happen. Yeah, you know, um, that's a strong argument, not just for, uh, for the case of uh, video games being art, but also for them being a sport. Yeah, and like, or a martial think, art well, of some kind. Right, right, and like I think what's so impressive is that so much of it. Ma- so much of it, like um, fighting games, is so dependent on the players, you know, to make it good. Yeah. Like a, a good fighting game versus a shit opponent is a bad fighting game. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you really do need, you know, like, like, it's just why playing the AI gets boring after a while because you can crush it, right? Yeah. But, or it's cheap, which is like, either way, it is not fun. But when you're playing like against a real player, it's like, oh, wow, this is really. This matters to me in the way that you know. So you're right. So so let's say not just fighting games, but games where like it's like PvP, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of put a lot of the offload a lot of the um, the work, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. That's the work onto onto players, which is obvious. But like, if it's if that game is memorable for more than just yeah, but you know, if it's if it's like oh wow, I had this amazing moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have an amazing moment in, for instance, Overwatch, we play Overwatch, right? Mm. We play Overwatch all together. Those amazing moments that we have are built into the game. But, like, I, you know, I don't rem- think I'll remember the story of Overwatch in 10 years. Um, <laughs> right? um, and I may not remember all the character names in 10 years, but I'm going to remember that time that Ikinati Junkrat jumped out and blew up you know, five people that was perfectly held by another team character than who had been healing somebody else, you know, like this wonderful coordination of mayhem. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to remember, remember those moments and probably they're not that important to anybody besides me. Yeah. Right? I don't think it's uh, f- fair to say that they offload the work onto the players because I think they just redirect a lot of the work into balancing the game. Right. Mm-hmm. That's definitely mm-hmm. true about overwatch and it's definitely right. true about fighting games. Um, mm. They do spend a lot of, effort 
on the initial, you know, like product, I guess. But then yeah. the the amount of uh, energy that goes into making sure that the PvP experience is like as best as it can be, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like that's much higher in a game like that than it would be in a single player only type game. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. That's fair to say. Um, okay. So I want to talk about, I I've got to get around to talking about journey. Uh, Oh yeah. Because to me, journey is the perfect example of what I'm talking about in terms of like something being more than the sum of its parts. Oh, it's not doing it now. Sorry. When I was getting ready for this on my phone, I looked at Google Uh and I typed in games as art. (laughs) <laughs> you know how sometimes Google will show you like a, a horizontally scrolling list at the top? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When you search for something like that. And right. now it's not doing it on my desktop browser. I don't know why. But mm. it showed a list that included Journey. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It I got should. it. I typed in games as art list and it came up. Right. So the, yeah. the games that show up are Limbo, Shadow of the Colossus, Braid, mm-hmm. uh, Ico. Uh, is it Ico or Eco? I can't remember. I think it's Eco because it's Japan, but they spelled it with a C, which is confusing because okay. things in Japanese aren't spelled with Cs. Yeah. Unless they're trying to be cool. There's Dear Esther, Journey, One Chance. I never heard of some of these. One Chance? Don't, don't Look Back, that. The Void, Moon Dust. A lot of these I never heard of. Hmm. Then there's some famous ones like That Dragon Cancer, Gone Home. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Which, which I would say leans much more into what I'm saying. So for instance, yeah, that dragon cancer is a great example of what I'm saying minus everything else, right? It's like, it is the experience. It is the memory of mm-hmm. it. It's not particularly interesting as a game, right? Well, it's right. more interesting as a point, right? And like, maybe we should talk about what that dragon cancer is. Uh, not to get too, well, I haven't played it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. So, I mean, I haven't played it either, but the general, idea of the game is um, that you are playing as a parent of a child that um, won't stop crying. And there are all these things that you can do to make the child stop crying, but the child will never stop crying mm-hmm. because there isn't actually a thing that you can do to win mm-hmm. because can't, right? Yeah, I'm and, not going to play that. <laughs> right, I'm not going to play that, right? Now, that sounds like a really powerful and moving experience well it sounds like art but it doesn't sound like a game but it doesn't sound like like something i want to do and so i think that's like talking like taking what i'm talking about and going to a to a to like a natural extreme right Uh, like if you just like kept running with like you know the idea of like more important like more than just these pieces of gameplay or story or sound or visuals um you know more than that a moment or a feeling or a memory that's that and that's all it is yeah um whereas i but i want to go back to journey right right because journey uh is the first time i mean there there are other games that have been like really impressive but this is the first time when i started hearing people talk about oh we've finally gotten there right with like this is something more than just a game that's pretty recently right when did that come up yeah it was five years ago right oh is it that long ago yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I I played Journey. I knew about it. It was pretty cool. Whatever. You play this game. You're a little guy running around this this, this like ruined world. Um, there is no uh, there's no tutorial. There's no 
they kind of kind of tell you a couple of things of like push, push this button see what happens so like you can run around you can float i don't think there can, are any words right there's no words yeah yeah you can run around you can jump mm-hmm. you can float yeah uh and you and, have a scarf and you, you got a scarf that that like the length of the scarf is how long you can float for yeah you can make your scarf longer. uh but the important thing in the game is that you can sing and you've got a, one button that just makes you like bong, like make a noise, yep. right? And you can tap it for little short ones. You can make it for a really big long one, all kinds of stuff. And that's how you interact with the world. Mm-hmm. But it's also how you interact with the random other player you were paired with. Right. Um, and I think this is the part that was like really brilliant and genius, simple design of you're paired with a person who you don't know who they are. Um, you have no way of talking to them, to them except for making little chirps at each other or making a longer chirp, right? You can uh, kind of help them a little bit, and they can kind of help you a little bit. You can't really do anything to grief each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it sets up a situation where, like, the, the, e- the easiest course of action is to be friends, which is super insane in an internet world where and in game culture and in game culture and especially in like yeah i mean if we if there if there were mics it like if you could talk to the other person it would just be a lot of terrible like race baiting and like just like your mom. just <laughs> your mom and right all kinds of just horrible things right yeah and the probably some of the people i played with I probably would think are assholes in real life. Just uh, just on percentages, right? I've played that game a lot of times. I'm sure that somebody I played the game with was an asshole. Maybe <laughs> even the first guy was an asshole. By the I numbers, most of them should right. have been. Probably, right? Most people are assholes. But, but because we weren't given the option to be assholes, and, I mean, again, I don't have to play with that person. I could just sit around and they can leave. Or I could leave them behind or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But... Because you're just you're given the scenario of like yeah, but why don't you just be friends, right? Mm-hmm. And like my first experience was me running in there having a lot of fun, not knowing what to do, and then coming across like somebody who was really experienced and who showed me where all the secrets were. And he was like, "Come over here, like there's a secret." And like he didn't eat, so every time he sung, I just paid really close attention. Okay. And there are kind of rough, like a little slightly emotional moments in that game. Um, I'm going to spoil it because it's five years old. Come on. Um, but like, uh, spoiler you know, alert, everybody. Spoiler alert, dude. Um, like, you both die at the end of that game. Oh, together. what? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you both die very slowly in a blizzard. Damn. And like, Staking, trying to like stay together with each other, and your songs get like smaller and smaller and less powerful, and like your scarf goes away, and you're just walking up this hill in the snow until you one of you falls down, and then the other one falls down. Doesn't most of the game take place in a desert? Yeah, which is kind of a blizzard. Sounds kind of nice by contrast. uh, Right, it's a nice yeah, it's a palate cleanser. But like (laughs) you both die, and you come back to life later, and there's a cool thing or whatever. It doesn't matter. But like there's in that moment, it's kind of like, whoa, I bu- built this bond with this person. And they, this is like my teacher, my shepherd, who's like showed me around through these, through all the secrets and kept me away from the bad guys. And I was like, kind of looked up to this dude. Uh, that's what it that's was like for cool. you. For him. Yeah, for me. It was like, for this, me. I, I was friends with this noob. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and but here's what's crazy is after I finished that game, I went back and now I know all the secret. And now I'm the teacher and I go looking for for students who need to be taught, right? Mm. And actually, if I fi find somebody who's like too experienced, I don't interact with them because it's like, ah, whatever. I want to find like a new person. You got to find anything. that fresh meat. That fresh meat. But like that is an incredibly rewarding and interesting experience that goes beyond just the gameplay um, and beyond just the, it's also a very beautiful game. You know, beyond how beautiful it is, it has an incredible story, but this goes beyond the story. It's like, it's created an experience that I could not have outside of this game. Mm -hmm. right? right. And I'll always remember that and be thankful that I had that experience. It's like, if you've seen a movie that like somehow changed you, you're like, wow, that was really deep. And like, uh, I'm not great at examples. And the only thing that comes to mind is not a good one. I can't think of anything better than Schindler's list. I'm Schindler's sorry. List. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like Schindler's list is not a fun movie. Right. right? But, Everybody should probably watch it, right? And, you know, a lot of people feel that they've been changed by it. Mm -hmm. So, like, Journey is a game that did that for me. Yeah. And I feel like there are probably other games, or at least not even the whole game. Like, Journey's a perfect example, but, like, other games, I feel like, at least have, like, little pieces of that, right? Like, little, like, oh, this moment in that game. And I guess I wanted to hear from you, like, like other experiences like that in games or other media, I think is even fun. Um that like were more than the sum of their parts. Oh, this is this is a hard question. <laughs> yeah, it's um but by the way, before I don't want to before we get off the topic of journey, I don't want to harp mm. on audio visual things, but speaking of that game, um mm. uh I wrote about it last year in Soundtrack September, but um uh there is a YouTube video of the soundtrack annotated with uh notes from the composer. Oh whoa! So okay. check that out. You can watch. You can listen to all the music while you read uh, text um, on the screen from the guy who wrote it. Guy, that I think it's really a guy. Cool. Back to your question. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can think of times when a game's content like influenced my behavior. Okay, um, that's it awesome. Influenced my behavior as soon as I put the game down, or maybe not my behavior as much as my thought process yeah like your outlook or yeah just yeah. like what i wanted to do well basically so um did you ever play shemu no but i hear great things okay it it's it's very polarizing mm -hmm. okay sure. um some people think it's the greatest thing ever other people play it and they're like what what's the fuss like yeah. <laughs> i don't get it yeah. Um, but it's a game where you walk around this Japanese suburb. Um, it's actually Yokosuka in Kanagawa. Oh, I know that place. Yeah. Oh, I ride the Yokosuka line sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you walk around in Yokosuka, you're trying to solve the mystery of your father's death. Mm. And you do this by just walking around town and talking to everyone. Um, mm. The game has some action components to it. Like, there is some fighting. It takes the form of quick time events, mostly. Are there? Okay. This doesn't have demons in it, does it? Or is that the other no. one? No. There's another game I always get it confused with. Okay. I'm not sure what game that is. All right. It's, Never mind. It's, it's strictly down-to-earth, I think, martial arts fighting. Um, mm, okay. Uh, by the way, this was on the Dreamcast. And uh, you talk to all these people, 
everyone you talk to is a weirdo. <laughs> like all the voice actors were, I don't know what was wrong with them, but it's really funny. Just you talk to these, you talk to a little kid, and he's like, "Hey, Mister, let's play soccer." And then you talk to this like rockabilly guy down at the shipyard, and he's like, "Hey, bro!" And like everyone in the game is just this weird character. I don't think it's supposed yeah. to be funny either. I just think it just ended up that way. Right. But yeah. whatever, for, for whatever the motivation was behind making it like that, after I played the game for like a few days, I put it down and I had this inexplicable like urge to just go to a public place and start talking to strangers. Huh. I just wanted to talk to everybody. <laughs> I love how like if we phrase this a different way, it could sound super creepy, but, uh, <laughs> But no, but that's really cool. Well, go, keep going. Like in the game, well, I mean, that's basically it. You go in the game, you see like some, some, some like hooligan high school girls, like you know, copping a squat on the street corner, and you talk to them, and they threaten you, and they're like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," and then you walk on your merry way, and then you buy like a toy from a from one of those vending machines, and like it's just you do you you do nothing a lot for a lot of the time in that game. You just wander mm-hmm. around wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a job. <laughs> you get so a job it's, driving a forklift. <laughs> so it's a walking simulator before a walking simulator? Yeah, it's got an overarching story, though, and a pretty compelling yeah. one. Oh, okay. But uh, it's just... A lot of people look at it, and people who don't like the game, their argument is, like, there's nothing going on. You're just right. doing nothing. Right. But that doing all that nothing... And I think the fact that it took place in a kind of realistic-looking Japanese suburb was a big deal, because I played it after my... Uh, after my homestay. Oh Jesus, you're so much older than me. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so I I did a homestay when I was <laughs> I like twenty. I, was, and I then, think I was in junior high school. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and then right after that, I think Shimu came out. Like Shimu came uh, out in what, nineteen ninety nine? I don't know. Okay, yeah. That's around okay. the Dreamcast era, right? I'll have mm-hmm. to check on that. But mm-hmm. uh I was like really into the whole like, oh, this really looks like the like I, my homestay wasn't in Yokosuka; it was in Nagasaki. But I was still, I still noticed things that were the same, right? Just by virtue of the fact that it was Japan, right? Right. And I was like, "Wow, this makes me want to go back again." Mm. And then all the, all these weird interactions with people in the game, I can't explain it, but I just wanted to replicate them in real life. And this mm. is a terrible like thing for someone to hear if they're trying to make the case that like games make people violent. <laughs> Because <laughs> like I oh, would say no. that games don't usually. No, make shut up, Jesse! Stop! 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 But, stop but Shenmue made me want to go around and ask people like, "Did you see any black cars the other day? <laughs> or like, where can I find some sailors?" Like these questions that the guy was asking. Yeah, and I remember st- I stopped the game. I I got up and I walked down. At the time, I was living in an apartment on the main drag of my hometown. Right. And so just like th- I could I could walk for 10 seconds and be at a bar. Right. <laughs> and I walked to a bar and luckily there were people I knew so I didn't have to talk to strangers, but I probably right. would have just started tape hey, like, "Hey, hey, how's it going?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what a good place to buy potato salad or just some stupid <laughs> question? Oh man, I want to see this Jesse. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, can we make like a Kickstarter goal where like at a certain Kickstarter amount, like Jesse, will film Jesse going into random public spaces and asking, <laughs> "Where do I find some sailors?" <laughs> this sounds like extortion. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good example of what you were talking about, but it was the first thing um, that came to my mind. Well, I mean, I think there's something in that that was powerful and moving to you, right? Or, yeah. you know, I mean, it, to the point of, like, literally making you move. Like, uh, it, you know, there's something... And I'm kind of curious about, like, if we get down to, like, why why was that so interesting to you? Like... Like, is it just the Japan thing? Like, had you not gone to Japan or had it not been set in Japan, mm. had that been set in, you know, somewhere that looked like your hometown, would it had the same feeling? Oh, or was there the connections no. of the fact that you had a good experience? I think Japan? the setting was a big part of it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, that's what got me to play the game a lot. Oh, okay. I didn't finish the game, but I played a lot of okay. it just because it held my interest because of the setting. The reason I didn't finish it, by the way, wasn't because it wasn't good. It was because I borrowed my friend's Dreamcast for like a week. Oh, So I, yeah. I was dividing my time between Shenmue and Power Stone. <laughs> and, and then you spent uh, the rest of your time walking around downtown and asking people for, for potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think I also played Seaman, which is really stupid. Um. <laughs> I remember that. I remember the title of that being like, are you sure you guys want to name it that? Yeah, okay. It's a dumb game. Yeah. Um anyway. Wow. Sega, man, Sega was weird. They're still weird. What a weird company. It's still here, still being weird. Yeah. Um but okay, but so I mean like so that's what got you into it, but like I mean having these conver- this like maybe something about like this feeling of nothingness and rep- repetition but with really something deep behind it might have I've been an interesting experience. I will admit that probably would not grab me, but I can see it being interesting to somebody else. Okay. All right. I want to talk about another game. Sure. Uh, Inside. Oh, I haven't played this one. After everybody, after it got all these awards and stuff, I was like, really, guys? Like, I mean, Limbo looked cool, and I didn't play it. And then Inside also looks cool, right? Wait, so this is a game you don't like? No, I just was. I was just like, I don't know what the big deal is about this game. It doesn't look particularly amazing. It. Why is everybody talking about it so much? And then it was on sale, so I was like, ah, I'll grab it. Okay. And uh, I got nothing to do. I'll play it. And I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like in the first, like I, I think I got the demo, and I like in by the other demo, I was like, oh yeah, I'm buying this game. Like, uh, it was. And Sorry, I think I'm the, looking so, for the trailer, but I can't find one that doesn't have an IGN watermark on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> they're every, they really like this game. Um, I see. Marty, Marty Sleva is like way up this game's ass. Um, it is a really simple uh, 2D scrolling game with okay. where you are powerless. Uh, you, it's like got like there's some puzzle work in it. It's not none of the puzzles are like gonna break your mind or anything it's not like the witness or anything it's it's it's, you can figure out the puzzles um and they're clever it's like oh wow oh i was pretty that was a smart puzzle i like that but they're not like oh i'm a genius for figuring this out um is it a horror game it is a little okay it's not a horror game there is exactly one jump scare in the entire game um uh but it is a dark world and Shit is creepy. It looks but creepy. It's also kind of funny and cute in the se- the art the 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 visual art is pretty stunning, I'll say. Uh-huh. And so but there's a couple of things in this game that I think work really, really well. Um one, because uh it's a side scroller, they are the framing the composition of every place that you are is 
like meticulously created. It's it like is, choreographed. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Uh, like just and just especially like if you know anything about photography, like the rule of threes, where you're like splitting the a frame into nine squares and blah blah blah, whatever. But the way the way they put they with the way they put things in the in the far environment in the back right in the background or things in the midground or foreground mm -hmm. um the way they all work together is visually stu quite stunning um uh, and that by itself is also really cool but in general the sense of place in this game is pretty astounding and again it uses you know the visual um uh, composition and you know the use of color of like this kind of um, faded colors but still like not like browns and boringness oh, i but saw like, a lot of gray and kind of hazy yeah gray yeah lots of gray and like kind of like i feel like there's a lot of like gray turquoise almost like there's yeah. it's you know it's beautiful and eerie i think eerie is the right word right um the sound is amazingly well well designed hmm. and then the fact that there's like there's always this kind of tension of like what's happening and um I don't know, and like the gameplay itself is there's a lot of like uh, my like trying to take over other people's bodies and doing weird stuff like that. It, it's super weird, but together it builds this world. And again, all oh right, this is another game with no. I guess I really like games with no words in them. Um, there's another game where there's no dialogue, there's no word, uh, there is no story, but there is a story, right? Just like the story of this boy, uh, like of his little adventure and weird shit that's happening to him and you trying to figure out what the hell's going on in this world right mm -hmm. but the sense of place that they've created like i really want to know more about this world like i'm by the end of that game i was like super enthralled with like i want to see like animated shorts about that this world you oh. know like i would love to play five more versions of this game but i know that I, they shouldn't you know like they should stop here they yeah. shouldn't make another one Right. They'll probably just screw it up, but like, oh god, that left me wanting more. And I gotta say, I, I was stunned. I, I finished the game and I went back, like from the credit screen to the tar start screen and played it over again. Oh, and it, it was it, it's a short experience, like maybe four hours, maybe three hours, even. I don't know. It's not very long, but the sense of place was absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, again, that's a thing that like. Horizon Zero Dawn is a better game, okay. but I will remember inside probably longer for like the moments that I had in it, right? And Horizon Zero Dawn is probably one of my, it's one of my favorite games. That's an awesome game, right? Yeah, but sorry, and, yeah, ahead. you're playing it now. I um, am, but, and I'm starting to feel like it's it's like good in every way that a game can be good, like the yeah, te technically and mm. artistically, and from a right. fun standpoint. Yeah, and it, right, it is incredibly fun. It does everything, everything it attempts to do, it knocks out of the park, right? Yeah. And it has a great story, which I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. um, and as much as the coolest shit there is in that game, and as, and as many great moments I had in that game, and as many times as I was surprised by that game, it's not hitting what I need for me to be like, ah, oh. you know, like it's not hitting that journey spot or that inside spot. Um, or the Last Guardian spot, um, which is a very flawed game, but that really does have these other like these things that are m more than the sum of its parts. I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn is a sum the sum of its parts. Its parts are perfect, and it is perfect, but it's not 
elevated above that by anything, you know? Hmm, okay. But man, it's a good game. <laughs> That's a really good game. All right. I will I will remember you said that, but I can't lie, I probably won't play inside cuz it just it's in that genre where it mm. looks like they were trying to make art and that really bothers me. Yeah, I mean they definitely are. Right? <laughs> so like yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's, there's not like a, oh, whoops, we made this amazingly beautiful thing. They're like, "Oh, please tell me it's art." Um <laughs> Well, I yeah, mean, they I are, don't have a problem yeah. with a game that's amazingly beautiful, but yeah. Um I don't know. I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn is amazingly beautiful because of a technical in a, achievement kind of. Like right. they they did a really good job rendering light and textures and whatnot. And mm-hmm. animations are pretty decent. Um right. but it just makes the game look really good, but it doesn't look like they were making it with the intention of showing it off in some kind of gallery or Yeah, like like how about this? Horizon isn't trying to make you feel anyway, right? It's like, besides we and fun, like it's awesome, but it's not like it doesn't want you to cry or like, you know. Yeah. It's just um, like any any medium of art. Like if the person making the art fancies himself an artist, I think there's a danger that the art becomes really pretentious. Yes, it, um, that's totally uh, true. So it's like. You know, if if you go out, if you set out to just make a game, mm-hmm. then it might be a really good game, and it might be artistically good, it might be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But if you're setting mm-hmm. out to make this experience, right, right, then right. it's like I already am kind of skeptical. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good place to come from, right? Like again, I that's how I felt about this game before I pl- specifically inside before I played it. Because I was like, yeah, okay, it looks cool, but like, I don't see what the big deal is, and I feel like you're trying to tell me it's amazing before proving that it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was free, so I had nothing better to do, right? Um, but I don't think I would have played that. I don't think I would have played that game if I hadn't played the de- the free demo, you know? Okay. Um, for those reasons. Now, for me, it worked out. Yeah. But. I also feel like there are probably plenty of examples of it that not working out. Hmm. You know, I'm, um, yeah, there probably are, and I, I don't think yeah, I've of course I can't any of them, it. so I don't yeah. know. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think like that's one of the things about ambition. You know, like when you get really ambitious in certain ways and it doesn't work out, it's kind of like, well, oh well, you know, the tech didn't work out quite as well. But when you're ambitious about like a message or something, you just sound like a dick. Right, <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay, think, I've got one more. Mm, go ahead. Sorry, I was. The more we talk about it, the more I think that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm less impressed with like experiences and messages mm-hmm. uh, than I am with um, style. Ah, uh, yeah. I think that's that. From what I've heard you say, it seems like that's the things that you focused on more, right? Yeah, because yeah. the the games that I really like think have are like prime examples of style no one's gonna say oh it's a work of art i mean you know ostensibly uh-huh. it is i keep using the word ostensibly sure. <laughs> but uh you know, uh, uh the one i was just thinking about was the reboot of killer instinct which is another fighting game uh, okay which yeah, is yeah. an obnoxious ass game like it's got it's, s- it's so loud and full of yeah. like explosions and particles just going off yeah. everywhere but it's it's got this like 
attitude. It's like a tough as nails attitude and style. Right. It's 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 super edge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not to the not in the way that makes you roll your eyes, I don't think. It's appropriate for that game and it's appropriate okay, okay. for a fighting game, I think. Mm, mm. Um okay. but it didn't, you know, it didn't change my life, but right. <laughs> but, right. but a, it was a fun. Yeah, it's but it's a good game technically and uh from a style standpoint, I think. I was going to bring up one more thing. Yeah. Uh it's really spoilery. Okay, spoiler and... alert. But also, it may be spoilers for you, so I feel... Uh-oh. Well, that depends. What game is it? It's The Last of Us. And it's I, not... I, I'm not going to play that game again. Great. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, not great, because you're going to miss this awesome thing, but... I might already yeah. know the part you're talking about, actually. So, I, I mean, you probably do. Um, and a lot of people talk about the thing that happens right after this. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about, like, the last mission of the game. Not okay. the last cutscene, but the last actual mission where you're playing. Uh-huh. I think, to me, is an example of like, uh, of a developer using a buildup and a payoff to make me feel something I was not expecting to feel while playing it. This entire game, you've been like getting really good at, be- at being stealthy, about conserving your ammunition, taking out guys stealthily, uh, and you know, really making everything count and getting around the environments like you know quickly. And like, t- and like, knowing when to risk being seen so that you can get to the next part, or you can get to buy this guy so you can get in a better position. There's a lot of like risk reward that's constantly going on in The Last of Us, and uh, by the end of the game, you have gotten good at it, mm-hmm. or you not at the end of the game yet, right? Um, and there's a moment where like, where I'm um, big spoilers. Uh, so like, this whole time you're trying to get the little girl ellie who's with you to the quote-unquote good guys who are like the resistance against the government but because they have they because she has survived being bit by a zombie so they think that she has possible uh maybe she's the cure to the zombie plague or they're not zombies they're clickers whatever they're Um, uh infected i believe infected whatever um by the way, There's, we'll have an episode someday where we talk about tropes that we never want to hear about again, and one of them is yeah. zombies and infected. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> or just fucking just call them zombies. Just stop coming up with new... I, I swear to God, this new game that has freakers in it, I'm like, please shut up. Freakers? Uh, yeah, it's just they're zombies. Shut up. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a major game, too. Anyway, um, right, so you get there, and you discover that... Uh, like They're like, yeah, we think we can cure the zombie thing with her. Like, we're not sure, but we're pr- pretty sure there's some difference in her brain. So we're going to cut into her brain and experiment on it. And she's almost definitely going to die. And we're hopefully going to get a cure out of it. Anyway, it's worth the, you know, worth the risk. And um, she actually kind of intimates to you before this happens that she's like, hey, like whatever happens, like, you know, even if like, you know, I end up dying or whatever, it's like, it's worth it because the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have been growing increasingly attached to her at, throughout the game, right? Yeah. In the early part of the game, the main character loses his daughter. Yep. This girl is very clearly a stand-in for his daughter. It is unhealthy, probably. But, like, he, she is the replacement for his daughter. He hasn't told her that, but that's, how, that's what their relationship is. Um, you know, they've been through thick and thin, blah, blah, blah. You have a really strong desire to keep this girl alive as a as the character mm-hmm. and 
for me as the player, I actually felt the same way as the character. I was like, wait, no, fuck you. You can't kill her. That's my daughter, right? And I, um, there was a moment of like, they're trying to explain to me like, no, we have to, and you need to be cool with it. And they've kind of like, I think they've chained up the, like you're the protagonist or whatever. And there's a moment where he breaks free and like, he realizes like, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Right. And, and it was this weird confluence of me being like, yeah, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers because fuck them. They're not fucking with my daughter, even though, you know, it's the wrong thing to do. And she's not your daughter, by the way. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. She's not your daughter. But like, but that's the, she's not only is she not my daughter, but she's not the protagonist's daughter either. Um, but that's how you're feeling about it at that, or at least that's how I was feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And these two, like, are like the fact that the protagonist and I are feeling the same thing at the same time, plus the fact that they then give me the best level I've ever had to run around and stealth people, but I don't have a, a restriction on my like ammunition. There's suddenly tons of ammunition everywhere because they're very well armed, and there's like every toy that you have experimented with throughout the game is in this place and it is a perfect killing ground with enemies that are better than any enemies you've come across before it is like complete and utter catharsis because you get to use all your skills that you've built with a rage behind you and like a bloodlust of like oh no i'm not choking any of you motherfucker we're stomping heads today you know like and it, it was incredibly like it was such a weird rush of emotion of like i I've never in my normal waking life had a like, you know, violent catharsis, you know, like it's not okay for me to like take out frustration on people in a violent way. And this game provided a situation where it was earned, you know, like they weren't just like, I'm angry, kill. It was like, no, it's an earned moment. There's a reason why. And Mm -hmm. I get why this, this character wants this and I'm with him. Like I'm on board. Let's do this. And then like you, Cold in you know, cold bloodedly kill some unarmed doctors, and there's no way to not do that. You have to murder them, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the game. And I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, <laughs> like first of all, you like built you know over thirty hours or whatever, built this uh, this like the skills and, and and connection that I needed for this crazy catharsis or this crazy blood rage catharsis, and then immediately after made me regret doing it. Yeah. Right? And then it's just cutscenes from there. And then, like, you know, there's cutscenes about, like, you lying to the girl and being like, oh, yeah, no, nothing happened. And I was like, yeah, that's what the fuck I would do. Like, I would probably not tell her that I murdered all those people. And, like, it's just a crazy nuts situation that I'll never be able to forget. And I'll never would have experienced that combination of emotions, you know, yeah. art- that were, like, artistically put together for me to sample, you know? It it's like they really made, like, manipulative. Yeah, it is. It's incredibly limited. Sounds like a game that would piss me off if I played all the way through it. Maybe. But to (laughs) me, it was like, I was like impressed with their manipulation. You know, Mm. like to me, that was the art of the game there for me. I was like, oh, now I know what this game is about in the last like five minutes. Right. Right. Um, And I think that was like really impressive. I think that's why it's my favorite ending uh, of any game, even though lots of people disagree with that. But like, um, I think that's like, hard to pull off and it does is not true for the entire game right i didn't feel that way for the most of the game and like yeah there were like emotional ups and downs but like this hit with a like 
you know, with an impact on like, wow, I really, I'm really going to feel this one. And I'm going to feel that probably for a while, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I think to me is like, that's a winner right there. Did you ever play? I swear this is related. It won't sound like it at first, but did you ever, <laughs> okay. did you ever play um, Metal Slug? NBA, NBA 2? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. I I think in the, like, in the arcade for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was an arcade. It was a Neo Geo yeah. game, I think. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know the premise of the game. It's kind of like Contra. You're like this like army of one kind of guy. Right. You're just like scrolling from left to right blowing the crap out of everybody yeah um and it's really like kind of comic booky it's cartoonish but very violent very bloody Mm -hmm. and uh quite hard and uh you play if you if you stick with it and play through the whole game and get through every like ridiculous absurd boss they throw at you Mm -hmm. then you see this ending i'm pardon me if i'm thinking of the wrong metal slug game but i think it's metal slug the first one Mm -hmm. um and then you see the credits roll over this, all these uh, scenes of like the aftermath of the war that happened. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the game makes you kill all the enemy soldiers and then it makes you feel like shit for doing it. <laughs> ah, yeah, and, right. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You see like the woman crying over the body of her boyfriend who was an enemy mm-hmm. soldier. And then uh, I think the last screen is like a big graphic of the. Um, tank treads from the metal slug with a helmet on the ground it comes back to helmets on the ground every time right right um, <laughs> and it says something like peace forever and like then you start to think like wait was this whole thing like some kind of peace message um that's yeah. probably m- a little more like deep than they were intending but i just remember thinking like wow that is an ending on a game yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great topic for some other time, maybe. Like, just endings. Game endings? Yeah, we'll do that. So we'll do that sometime. many of them are shit. And occasionally <laughs> they're amazing, right? Yeah. Um, well, um, we're coming up on one hour, I think. Yeah, I think let's uh, maybe let's give it a wrap there. Yeah, before we go, it's time for Do This. Oh, yes. I which is this. our, it's going to be a weekly feature in which we each uh, recommend something. It doesn't have to be related to the topic we discussed on the day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be game related. It just has to be something that uh, we want the audience to check out. So mm-hmm. uh, my do this uh, is game related. Okay. And it's, uh, it's actually a soundtrack to an old ass game. It's the soundtrack to Final Fight CD. <laughs> Final Fight CD. Final Fight was the arcade Capcom, uh, Capcom arcade game that was originally going to be the sequel to Street Fighter, but before they mm-hmm. made Street Fighter 2. Um, dumb, mindless, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Kind of like Bad Dudes, although technically better than Bad Dudes in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the arcade game had some cheesy-ass music in it. And then when they released the game for the Sega CD... They put this arranged version of the soundtrack on it, and it's so cheesy and bad and awesome. <laughs> it's the That's cheesiest awesome. guitars, cheesy bass, slap bass, like bow, 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 oh, um, some synthesizers in there. It's like nice. early 90s heaven. So nice. uh, do this. Check out the soundtrack to Final Fight CD. That is awesome. <laughs> what about you? Um, well, um, this is, uh, I, I guess it's a little more, it's kind of japan related but doesn't have to be japan related necessarily okay. um 
Try Google Translate, uh, the app. Um, specifically, try the camera function of that because uh, it's really cool. <laughs> um, the one where I, you can photograph text? You don't even have to photograph it now. It does it live now. Whoa. You just hold, like, you just go to the camera function of Google Translate. Yeah, I think you need the app downloaded. Um, and if you have internet connection and you just, like, point at a thing uh, in a bunch of different languages, you have to select the language first. Um, it will just attempt to translate it for you. Uh, and it, it'll try to do it right there on the screen in front of you, like, replacing the, the letters on, in the picture with text. Amazing. Um, and it'll scroll. And sometimes, of course, like for instance, in Japan, sometimes the amount of space that kanji takes up and the amount of space that English words take up is very different. Yes. So it'll scroll through things. It is not by any means perfect. Uh, there are definitely moments where I'm like, yeah, you're reading the wrong part the wrong way. It's not vertical, it's horizontal or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, if you're ever traveling anywhere, this is free. It is awesome. Um, it may put me out of a job one day. Uh, it's uh, pretty I hope great. not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I pray every night that computer uh, computerized translation will continue forever to be horrible. And, yeah, right. Yeah, and the, and yeah, and the yeah, source so actually, of endless comedy. So actually, don't do this. Never mind. <laughs> 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 All right, um, that's gonna wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for listening to Iki Nari Podcast. Uh, my name yeah. is Jesse Jace. And you can where can find we find me, you, Jesse? Yes, uh, you can find me on YouTube, where my gaming channel is called Chorus Isolate Confirm, and those <laughs> <it's> three words <laughs> separated by commas. Um, there's also a Chorus Isolate Confirm blog, which is jessejace.blogspot.com, and I'm on Twitter uh, using at Jesse Jace, J E S S E J A C E. Where can well, we find you, me, Eric? Jesse. Well, my name is Eric Brockowitz. Uh, you can find me on uh, on Twitter at Broccoli Bits, uh, but Bits spelled with a Z at the end because mm. people used to make fun of my, my last name when I was a little kid, and now I'm taking it back. Right. <laughs> Broccoli Bits. <laughs> Actually, people Bro made fun of my middle name too, Jace, because everyone was like, "Your name's Jesse James." <laughs> and that's I was weak. Like, that's like mad weak. I know. I was kind of thinking, like, I guess that's an insult. But after I heard it 50 times, I was just like, no, that's not my name. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, see you next time uh, on Ikidari Podcast.